افمشی مکبن علا وجہ ہی اہدا افمن از دن ہو دا ون ہو یم شی ہی واکس مکبن علا وجہ ہی فالن آن ہز فیس از ہی اہدا از ہی مور گائیڈ از ہی بیٹر گائیڈ اور دی ادر پرسن لیٹس لک ایٹ دا فرسٹ ون دیٹس مینشن ہیئر واٹس ہز ڈیٹ مکبن علا وجہ ہی Fallen on his face. The word mukib is from the root letters kaf, baba, kabba. Kabba is to turn something upside down. Like it is said, kabbal ina. Ina, a vessel, container. So kabba meaning he put it upside down. A kabba ala wajhihi. When this verb is used for the face, it is said that he bent his head toward the ground. He bent his head where? Toward the ground. So you bend your head toward the ground. So that your face is basically facing the ground. That's it. Can you see what is in front of you? You cannot. Can you see what is on your right or on your left? No. When you bend your head down, that means you can only see the ground. And you can just see yourself. Isn't it? Try again. Look down. What do you see? Yourself and the ground. And yes, maybe a little bit on the right, left, maybe a little bit. So this is one person. The one who is walking in this manner. He doesn't look right. He doesn't look left. He doesn't look towards the front. He's got no idea about his surroundings. Where he is. Who he is. Where he's going. All he knows is, what do I want to do? What do I like? And what's fun? Is he better guided? Amman or the one who? Yamshi sawiyan. He is walking sawi. Sawi, straight, upright. His head is straight and upright. And he's walking sawi, meaning consistently. On what? Ala sirati mustaqim upon the straight path. So he can see what's in front of him. And he can see what's to his right and to his left. And he's walking continuously on the straight path. Who's better guided? Who's better guided? The second one. So these are two types of people. And it's clear that the one who is walking straight, upright, is better guided. Not the one who's just looking down at himself and he's just thinking about himself. Because the one who's looking straight ahead, he knows where he is, where he's going. He knows he's in Allah's mulk. Right? I remember when I was taking my driving lessons, you know at the beginning you're very nervous. Right? And your fear is you're just going to hit somebody. Right? So, while driving, my focus would just be in front of me. Like, my goal was to not hit anybody. Khalas. That's it. Okay? Don't switch lanes. Don't do nothing. Just, just make sure you don't hit anybody. Right? Because if you hit anybody, it's your fault. So, that was my goal. And my instructor would tell me, relax, look to the right, look to the left, look in the rear view mirror, look in the side mirrors, Be aware of your surroundings. Because if you're not aware of your surroundings, you cannot be safe on the road. Isn't that so? Because if you're just driving straight, just looking at the road that you're going on, that's it. You're not looking right or left. You're driving where you should be, but it's possible somebody else isn't. So in order to be safe on the road, you have to know about your surroundings. Right? So, One way of living is that you're just concerned about yourself. What do I like? What do I enjoy? Right? 
this is so much fun, this is so tempting, just do it. Right? Just have fun. Just enjoy. But another way of living is that, no, I'm not the only one here. There's other people around also. And I better watch out. I better see where I'm going. Like if a person is just looking down, he doesn't know. There might be a big fall coming up. And if he doesn't do something to save himself, he might get hurt. So, أَفَمَنْ يَمْشِي مُكِبًا عَلَى وَجْهِهِ أَهْدَى أَمَّنْ يَمْشِي سَوِيًّا عَلَى صِرَاطٍ مُسْتَقِيمٍ So how should we live? سَوِيًّا Upright. Be aware. Don't just think about the now. Don't just think about what you want right now. Think about the big picture. Think about where you are in your existence. You are in this world for a short time. This is your test. It will be over. But be aware. قُلْ هُوَ الَّذِي Allah says, قُلْ say, هُوَ الَّذِي He is the one who أَنْشَأَكُمْ Who produced you. وَجَعَلَ لَكُمُ السَّمْعَ And He is the one who has made for you hearing. وَالْأَبْصَارَ And the vision. وَالْأَفْئِدَةَ And the hearts. Absar visions, eyes. أَفْئِدَةَ Hearts. قَلِيلًا مَا تَشْكُرُونَ Little is it that you are grateful. He has given you these abilities. So that you can see, you can hear, you can feel, you can reason. But what are you doing? You're not even using them. You're not even using these faculties. Because shukr is what? Shukr is to, gratitude is to use the gift that has been given to you. If somebody brings you food, and they say, I made this for you. And you're like, oh thank you. You say it verbally. But then you leave the food to rot. And then you throw it away. You didn't even taste it. You didn't eat it. Is that gratitude? No. That's not gratitude. We have these faculties for a very short time. Isn't it? Our vision can deteriorate. It will eventually go away. We will lose it. We're not going to stay in this world forever. Our hearing, our heart, reasoning, cognition, whatever it is, it's not going to stay forever. We have these blessings for a very short time. Allah says, قَلِيلًا ma tashkurun." Very little gratitude you show. Because if you use them properly, then you would walk upright on the straight path. If you use them properly, that would be gratitude. قَلِيلًا ma tashkurun." You see, animals, even they have hearing. And they have vision. Isn't it? Some of them, they have better hearing. Many of them actually. They hear better than us. They see better than us. But what do they hear and what do they see? They see their food, they hear their prey. Right? They hear and see what is related to their physical needs. But us, if we are using our hearing and our eyes just for our physical needs, then what makes us better than the animals? قَلِيلًا مَا تَشْكُرُونَ قُلْ هُوَ الَّذِي Say, He is the one who ذَرَأَكُمْ Who has multiplied you فِي الْأَرْضِ in the earth وَإِلَيْهِ تُحْشَرُونَ And to Him you shall be gathered. ذَرَأَكُمْ ذَرَأَ ذَالْرَى Hamza. It gives a meaning of creation, origination, creation, and scattering because the word is used for scattering seeds, multiplying. So He made you he multiplied you in great numbers. He has spread you throughout the earth. ذَرَأَكُمْ فِي الْأَرْضِ وَإِلَيْهِ تُحْشَرُونَ 
You're spread all over the earth, O mankind. But to him you all will be gathered. Hashr. You all will be gathered. The one who created will take you back. The one who sent you will call you back. Because you are in his mulk. وَيَقُولُونَ And they say, مَتَى هَذَا الْوَعْدُ When is this promise? Which promise of the hashr, of the day of judgment? إِن كُنْتُمْ صَادِقِينَ If you should be truthful. This is the question that they can ask. You see the questions that a person asks, what do they reflect? What do they reflect? Yes. Hmm? Their thinking, their level of understanding, their level of maturity. Isn't it? So, after all of these warnings, after all of these beautiful verses, after all of these important concepts being explained in different ways, so logically, you know, with fear being instilled and hope being instilled, what question do they come up with? Mata hadalwardu. When is the day of judgment going to be? Which is completely irrelevant. Because we might not even be alive when the day of judgment will occur. But what is certain is that we will die. And what is certain is that the choices we make in our lives, they will have serious consequences on the day of judgment. This is the question that they come up with. Mata hadalwardu in kuntum sadiqeen. Such an unintelligent question. When is this going to happen? Qul, say that إِنَّمَا الْعِلْمُ عِنْدَ اللَّهِ Its knowledge is only with Allah. وَإِنَّمَا أَنَا نَذِيرٌ مُبِينٌ And as for me, indeed I am only a clear warner. My duty is to convey. My duty is to warn you of what is coming. Not to tell you about when it is coming. Because the when is irrelevant to you. But the what is relevant. So you better prepare for it. فَلَمَّا رَأَوْهُ They worry about when it's coming, it's certainly coming. And when it will come, فَلَمَّا رَأَوْهُ زُلْفَةً When they will see it زُلْفَةً Approaching, coming near, زَيْلَامْفَ وَأَزْلَفْنَا زُلْفَ Different words from this root give the meaning of one that is near, one that is approaching. So when they will see it approaching, meaning the punishment, what will happen? See at it will be distressed. What will be distressed? Wujuhul ladina kafaru. The faces of those who have denied. Meaning the distress will be visible on their faces. Whose? Those who live their lives in denial. Then distress will appear on their faces. Waqila and it will be said, kuntum bihi This is that for which you used to call. Tadda'oon from iddi'a. Iddi'a is to ask for something, summon, and also to make claims regarding something. So this is what you asked for, and this is what you made claims about. What kind of claims did they make? That there is no hour, there is no day of judgment, there is no God, there is no revelation. Whatever claims they made, it will be said, this is it, here it is. You accuse the Prophet of lying? In kuntum sadiqeen, you said? Well, here it is. هَذَا الَّذِي كُنْتُمْ بِهِ تَدْدَعُونَ What do we see in this ayah? You see, when a person is in denial of something, and then the truth is proven, it's clear, then what happens? What kind of expressions come on their face? Shock. How could that be? This is true? 
and this embarrassment that what was I thinking? I was denying it and this was true all along? Now imagine a person has been denying one of the greatest truths, the truth of the Day of Judgment. Severe denial. Calling the prophets liars. Calling Allah's worshippers foolish. And what not. And when the Day of Judgment will come, سِيَتْ وُجُوهُ الَّذِينَ كَفَرُوا وَقِيلَ هَذَا الَّذِي كُنْتُمْ بِهِ تَدْعُونَ The embarrassment, the distress, will cover their faces. When they will see their sins, when they will see what they have, which is nothing, that will save them, the distress and embarrassment will cover their faces. In Surah Zumar, Ayah 48, Allah says, وَبَدَا لَهُمْ سَيِّئَاتُ مَا كَسَبُوا The evil actions which they earned, will become appear to them. وَحَاقَ بِهِمْ مَا كَانُوا بِهِ يَسْتَهْزِئُونَ And that which they used to make fun of is going to encircle them. There is no escape then. قُلْ أَرَأَيْتُمْ Say, have you considered? إِنْ أَهْلَكَنِيَ اللَّهُ If Allah were to destroy me, meaning cause me to die. The Prophet ﷺ is being instructed to say this to the mushrikeen of Makkah. Now think about it. If Allah causes me to die, وَمَنْ مَعِيَ and also those who are with me, meaning those who have believed in me, they also die. Aw or rahimana, he has mercy on us, meaning he lets us live. Then faman sohu yujiru, he will shelter al kafirin the deniers min adab bin alim from a painful punishment. What does this mean? You see the mushrikeen, they try to stop the Prophet sallallahu alaihi wasallam, right? They tried to stop the Muslims also. Did their tactics work? Did their persecution work? Did their mockery work? Nothing worked. So what happened? They would wish in their hearts that the Prophet ﷺ would die. Which is why they wanted to kill him. But they knew they couldn't kill him because who was protecting him? His uncle Abu Talib. Right? Even though Abu Talib was not a Muslim, he was protecting him. So... Basically, the only way was that if the Prophet ﷺ would die, and eventually all these Muslims would also finish, what would happen? This whole problem of Islam would finish. So, they're told that, okay, let's consider this. If I were to die, and even those who have believed would die, or if Allah wants, He can allow us to live for longer than you wish. In either case, how do you feel that you are secure. When you are denying Allah, whether we are alive or we die, that doesn't matter. Our presence or absence does not matter. Because you are denying Allah. You understand? You are denying Allah. So whether the righteous are there, or the righteous are gone, it doesn't matter. Because the problem is where? The problem is in you. And if you don't fix yourself, then how can you feel secure? فَمَنْ يُجِيرُ الْكَافِرِينَ مِنْ عَذَابٍ أَلِيمٍ Because they would think that, you know, if the Prophet ﷺ is gone, these Muslims are gone, then what would happen? Life would go back to as it was. Everything will be fine. They're told, no, everything is not going to be fine. Because if you're denying Allah, you're in great trouble. قُلْ say هُوَ الرَّحْمَانُ He is the most merciful. آمَنَّا بِهِ We have believed in Him. وَعَلَيْهِ تَوَكَّلْنَا And upon Him 
we have trusted. We place our faith in Him, we believe in Him, and we trust Him. He's going to take care of us. He's going to protect us. فَسَتَعْلَمُونَ Soon you will know. مَنْ هُوَ فِي ضَلَالٍ مُبِينٍ Who is it that is in clear error? You accuse us of being misguided? You will find out very soon who is really in misguidance. قُلْ أَرَأَيْتُمْ Now a final warning is given. Say, have you considered? Have you reflected on this? Have you thought about this? That in أَصْبَحَ مَاءُكُمْ غَوْرًا if your water, ma'ukum, the water that you use, the water that you drink, the water that your life depends upon, if that life, asbaha, it became ghawra, ghawra, sunken, ghayn wa'ra, ghawr gives the meaning of ghair, meaning one that is sunken, ghar, what is ghar? A cave, because you go deep into it, right? So ghawr is that which goes deeply underground, that which has sunk deep into the earth. So if the water that you use goes deep into the earth, inaccessible, فَمَنْ يَأْتِيكُمْ Then who could bring you بِمَا إِمْ With water that is ma'in, flowing water. Who could bring you flowing water? Ma'in from the root letter is mim ma'in nun, ma'ana, which is to flow, so flowing water. Or another root could be ayn ya nun, ayn. Ain is to eye, and ain it weeps, right? So tears flow out. So marine flowing water, or that is visible, that you can see because it's flowing on the surface of the earth. Running water, that you can see, that you can access, that you can use. Who could bring you that? If Allah decides that the water you have should go away, where would you get it from? Where would you get it from? Who could bring it to you? You couldn't have it. See, there was this um, documentary about the weirdest events right, on earth. And there was one about how there was a lake. And within a few days or something, the water was just gone. Gone. That entire beautiful, lush, green, busy lake with so much wildlife in it, the water was just gone. So they looked into it, of course, when it was safe to go in, and they saw that there was a hole, literally a hole, from where the water was gone. It was just sucked deep into the earth. What do you think about the wildlife? It's finished. That beautiful place, finished. But then after some time, again the lake was filled. And again, all the water was gone. And again the lake was filled. And again all the water was gone. But the point is that if Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala decides that the water we have goes away. Where could we get water from? We couldn't. We see big states even, you know, if there's no water, then what happens? Life can become so difficult. Even taking a shower can become so difficult because you know that with every drop of water, your bill is going to increase. So never take anything for granted. You are in Allah's mulk after all. He has full control over you. You see in the surah, there is a contrast that's being shown to us. What is that contrast? That on the one hand is Allah's complete mulk. His complete ownership of everything, including you. 
His complete authority and control over everything including you. So much so that you can't even hide a secret from Him. So much so that you can't even hide your conversations with yourself from Him. This is Allah. And then on the other hand, you. What are you? Who are you? What are we? We think we have mulk. But we don't actually. Again and again we are told, the one in the sky can send a hasib on you, shower of stone, something from above you, something from beneath you. You're completely dependent on Him. Realize who you are. Two ways of living. Either you just follow your nafs, follow your desire, think about your wishes, give in to your pleasures, or you remember the big picture. Realize where you are, who you are, and what is coming up ahead, and prepare for that. We'll listen to the whole surah now from the beginning. Bismillahirrahmanirrahim. تبارك الذي بيده الملك وهو على كل شيء قدير الذي خلق الموت والحياة ليذلوكم أيكم أحسن عملا وهو العزيز الغفور الذي خلق سبع سماوات طباقا ما ترى في خلق الرحمن من تفاوت فارجع البصر هل ترى من فطور ثم ارجع البصر كروتين ينقلب إليك البصر خاسئا وهو حسير ولقد زينا السماء الدنيا بمصابيح وجعلناها رجوما للشياطين وأعتدنا لهم عذاب السعير وللذين كفروا بربهم عذاب جهنم وبئس المصير إذا ألقوا فيها سمعوا لها شهيقا وهي تفور تكاد تميز من الغيظ كلما ألقي فيها فوج سألهم خزنتها سألهم خزنتها ألم يأتكم نذير قالوا بلى قد جاءنا نذير فكذبنا وقلنا وقلنا ما نزل الله من شيء إن أنتم إلا في ضلال كبير وقالوا لو كنا نسمع أو نعقل ما كنا في أصحاب السعير فاعترفوا بذنبهم فسحقا لأصحاب السعير إن الذين يخشون ربهم بالغيب لهم مغفرة وأجر كبير وأسروا قولكم أو اجهروا به إنه عليم بذات الصدور ألا يعلم من خلق وهو اللطيف الخبير هو الذي جعل لكم الأرض ذلولا فامشوا في مناكبها فامشوا في مناكبها وكلوا من رزقه وإليه النشور أأمنتم من في السماء أن يخسف بكم الأرض فإذا هي تمور أم أمنتم من في السماء أن يرسل عليكم 